So we're going to do the same thing as last week. My book report is not as extensive because this is not. You a, did a great job last week. Thanks. This is. It, it was awesome. I appreciate that. This is not like a historyed whiskey. Wait, Red so, Bull's not paying us. So there will not be like a very in-depth book report on this. It'll be light. I'm going to do the same thing though. While I'm doing the book report piece, I'm going to have you go ahead and pour this out and you can kind of share it around the room. Mm-hmm. And we'll just, we'll start with that. You want me to model it in my shorts? You can model it if you want. Go ahead. <laughs> Pull my dick out. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so this is lip service. Hold it a little higher for the camera there. Yeah, that's probably pretty decent. Great. It's got a lip on it. Boom. That yeah. So I've never had this before. Uh, the only reason I picked it was because, I don't know, the bottle kind of caught my eye. There were two of them. I've done purchases like that. Yeah. yeah. So I just went in. Uh, the gentleman there at the store, uh, he was not very confident in it. He had never had it, I had asked. And he was like, I don't know, man, just buy he it. He didn't hustle you like the, the, the girl did us two weeks ago. No, he, yeah, he barely acknowledged me. Um, <laughs> all right. So... Uh, this this comes from the Savage and Cook Distillery. Now this is actually in San Francisco. Uh, more specifically, Mare Island. Now that's kind of in the San Francisco Bay. Don't know if anybody's that familiar with it. I had never heard of it until I read about the whiskey. Um, so 2018, this distillery was opened by uh, Dave Finney is the guy's name. Now, he's actually really well-known in the wine industry. That's really where he made his mark. Not to be confused with Doug Funny. There you go. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, if you've ever had The Prisoner, I don't know, Josh, maybe you've seen that bottle of wine. I don't know if you've ever seen that bottle of wine. It's called The Prisoner. It was kind of a very hyped wine at a time. It was very popular for a short while. Um, the prisoner. The bottle is still out there at a lot of, lot of liquor stores, a lot of wine spots. You can, you can find, find the bottle. So he was uh, responsible for that, ultimately sold that vineyard and that kind of wine of operation. That's how the game works. Yeah. Yeah. So he's still in the wine game, but I think in a little bit of a smaller way. He opened this distillery, though, in 2018, uh, again, on Mare Island. And uh, yeah, so they age. Uh, he Right now, they're doing bourbon, whiskey, and rye. That's kind of their space. That's kind of what they're working with. So this is the whiskey. Uh, this has three-year-old whiskey in it mm -hmm. is kind of, I think, the minimum. Uh, there are other things in it as well, but that was, it's not really specified. Um, but that's not unusual for whiskey like this. This is, I think, the entry-level whiskey for that distillery, uh, as far as I could tell. What's the price on the bottle? I think it's around like 40 bucks, maybe. Okay. Uh, 35, 40 bucks. So around and the, 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 the average of like a, a bullet. Yeah, it's, a, it's an entry-level entry price, level, yeah, I would yeah, say. That's yep. Good. yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah. So a couple of interesting things. Uh, the oak barrels that it's finished in, um, nothing too fancy about that, but he does move it over to wine barrels. Uh, from kind of his wine operation. So that's like a I new, understand. we haven't really heard about that process. So he so, transfers it from barrel to barrel? Correct, like, yeah. Okay. So you generally, a lot of a lot of distilleries are doing this now. Um, Sagamore does it a lot. The IW Harper that we had last week did this. Uh, High West does this, a lot of people do it. Basically, you kind of let everything sit, 
in an oak barrel or whatever barrel you choose for a duration of time. And then you could transfer it into a barrel that held other alcohol to impart some of that flavor on the whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. So Sagamore recently did one that was in tequila barrels, um, rum barrels. Wine is really, really popular. That's something that gets used a lot um, in the finishing process. So, yeah. So anyway, it seems like he's getting some of his uh, wine barrels involved in the process, uh, which is pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, so the profile per the website, I'm going to read through that real quick and then we can kind of, you know, make our assessments based on that. Okay. So intense intense and exciting on the nose with appealing notes of orange peel, clove and candied ginger. It's the same shit. (laughs) Creamy and velvety with bright white pepper. Oh, that's new. Berry compote and honey. Okay. The finish is persistent with layers of exotic spice and toasty vanilla. Hmm. All right. So that's kind of the, uh, you know, the bird's eye view of uh, this story here. So, yeah, not not too old. Like I said, kind of got kicked off in 2018. They have a restaurant. It's new. Like they new have new. a, yeah, they, ha- they have a whole operation out there on Mare Island. I can't it's, find them on a... Uh so, IG, so oh yeah, I don't know. Uh, no, they have an Instagram. Uh, Savage and Cook Distillery. Ah, I'm Savage looking up and lip Cook. Service. Okay, yeah, Lip Service is just they make a bunch of different whiskeys and rise and bourbon. So there's there's a bunch of them on there. Savage or uh, Lip Service does not have their own Instagram, but Savage and Cook does. Uh, again, they have a restaurant. Ah, the whole kind of deal. They're doing the one with Scottie Pippen. There you go. Okay, there it is. Boom. There you go. His shit is new. Okay. Oh, okay. So I'm familiar. Okay. Yeah. All right, great. So that's it. Uh, lip service. Ta-da. Another book report. Again, not as historically. Let's give Taylor a round. Uh, you know, involved. But, you know, 2018, shit, why not? We'll do something new. Three-year-old rye. Savage and Cook lip service. Let's give it a taste. So I think that it has the, like, the minimum requirement essentially is three years. There are whiskeys of other, because that's what you have to have in order to classify it, I think, as a whiskey. But there are... It's, it's comprised of other barrels that have right. sat longer. So that's also a pretty common thing. Like not, you will blend these things, yeah, for, for most parts, right? You will blend it. All right, salute, gentlemen. Let's see here. Hmm. All right, well, we'll sit on that for a second. My initial thoughts are not bad. Um, My initial thoughts are not bad either. And why don't... Oh, go ahead. Finish. There is a hint of... Something that tastes like a licorice. You taste that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a... You're probably getting that from whatever remnants of the wine barrel. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of thinking. Mm-hmm. Again, orange peel, clove, candied ginger. Candy. Candied ginger? That's what it is. Okay. It's, the, it's the candy. Can, it's candied ginger? So it sounds like the, yes. Sounds like the profile okay. is pretty spot on then. Yeah, yeah. It's, All right. It's got a nice aroma and, a, and like a nice, um, it resonates good. All right. Well. A, a little bit of bite in the beginning, but cheers it, it, to it resonates Dave, good. Cheers to Dave Finney, the man. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, apparently he's. A very big deal in the wine industry. I was reading a little bit about him, but like he was kind of he kind of slayed the wine industry and then jumped over to 
distilling and is kind of in that okay. in that space now. He worked for Robert Mondavi and a couple of other like big distillers. That's kind of where he got his start. So, um, Mr. Finney, holla at us. Yeah, uh, do that. Yeah, yeah, that'll get him. We should that see. If, <laughs> we should see. Uh, we should see if he's got an, an IG. Um, I saw that you had finished. Obi-Wan. I did. I've not finished Obi-Wan. I okay. stopped watching it. So change my mind. Is it worth finishing? I'm sure I'll finish it. I'm not saying that to mm. just... I think if you're this far... Be difficult. Yeah. I just... Does it get better or is it just kind of like ride out on the same page? Like, you know my gripes with it. Am I going to be... Oh, they save the best for, for the last. last thing? Yeah. yeah, you kind of... They um, do that. They kind of just string you along... You know, give you some uh, a few breadcrumbs, and then you know the last two episodes are the ones they really like amp it up and give you like the big like big All right. gut punch. Uh, so that's yeah, kind of to be expected. Where do you rank it with Mandalorian, Boba Fett, and Obi Wan? Now that the Obi Wan thing is kind hmm. of completed, we have these three different iterations of Star Wars TV show. Where do you stack it? Okay. This that's layered. So I have a, a layered answer. I think the people just want a straight up answer. Do you think so? I'm just kidding. I mean, do what you want. <sighs> okay. So how deep are I, these layers? Not not deep. <laughs> not deep at all. Okay. Uh, so I rank it I I don't know. So you got Mandalorian, Boba Fett, and Obi-Wan. Are we including like Bad Batch, but that's animated? No, 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 no. I'm just saying out of like the three. Those three. Like kind of big Disney Plus entries into the Star Wars TV show realm. Those are kind of the three on the list right now. I know they're. I'm going to go with Mandalorian. Okay. Because it introduced a new element. Yep. Something we weren't used to. And goddamn Grogu. He's so fucking cute. He is very cute. Um, We like him. Then I'll go Obi-Wan. Oh, interesting. And then I'll go Boba Fett because honestly, I don't think that the book of Boba Fett introduced anything from the Star Wars universe that wasn't already like. Yeah, it was kind of like a Mandalorian side mission. Yeah, it was. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it felt like. Um, now, my gripe with. Obi-Wan is I don't think first of all we we we've gone we've already drilled him down like we know he like he's he's shit and Yeah, I've already kind of rained you know, on his parade. You know, his his story comes full like kind of like full circle. And it's also I feel like it's hard to tell a story that you already know how it ends mm-hmm. even without watching this. You know he lives. You know Vader lives. Sure. So it's kind of like, like okay, let's just kind of see what happens. For Vader to be one of the most iconic villains of all time, I don't, because I'm saying this, I'm prefacing this because I've heard that they're now the next one is going to be a Vader show. And I don't, well, I've heard rumors that there could be like a Vader show now yeah, because yeah, of yeah. how popular and well-received this was. And for Vader to be one of the most iconic villains of all time, there is a mystery, there's a lore, and and an incredible mystique about Darth Vader. And I feel like that will be washed away. Sure, yeah. The more we kind of 
unlayer him. Yeah. Well, all good things come to an end. So yeah, and I, I just don't want that for such a great icon and and such a great bad guy. All right. So, but um, I mean, it was good. It was it was good, and you know, it's if you're a Star Wars fan, you will absolutely love it. Um, <laughs> you don't sound thrilled, but that's okay. Yeah, you seem like very middle of the road about it, which so is like, fine. Yeah, I am. I am. I am a. I am a Star Wars fan, and I like. I liked it. Okay. I won't say I loved it, but I liked it. I liked it a lot. All right, we're not going to spend too much time on Obi Wan because we drilled it to yeah, death we, last we week. So put in. let's jump over real quick. Miss Marvel. Oh. A lot of negative news about Miss Marvel. Uh, I did not see the episode that came out today, but I've seen the last one, so I've seen the, the first two. Apparently, it's like the lowest viewed of the MCU shows on Disney+. Plus. I'm not personally surprised by that. Not at all, no. Um, I think actually, I think MCU TV shows run the risk of falling off. They were going to have extent. one that wasn't going to be, uh, you know, a Steph Curry 3. Like, it, like they're not going to hit every single one. Yeah. I do believe it's good. I do believe... Uh, a lot of the negative feedback are f- is from uh, y- you know just the haters, but it, it it's also not it's not giving MCU. It's giving Miss Marvel the isolated story. Mm-hmm. They're introducing new characters. They're taking real risks. Where the first phase of these MCU shows were direct. Descendants of yeah. the stories, right? We dealt with the blip. They were talking about the stones, Loki, WandaVision. Yeah. The fallout from Captain America was Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like all of those things were direct lineage from from the cinematic universe. Where the later stuff is kind of even Hawkeye was a direct. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with Moon Knight and Miss Marvel to be original characters they're introducing original ideas and original they're introducing comic book lore in an original way that still feels separate from the mcu like it Mm. doesn't it still doesn't feel like mcu yeah it's kind of a boring chapter yeah yeah i I I enjoy this show how they fix that but it's kind of a boring chapter we need some cameos where's captain marvel where where do you tie it in yeah you can't keep doing this until the last episode and then with with um, with Moon Knight, they didn't even tie it in. It just kind of just yeah yeah you know. So I, I and I feel like that's what's gonna happen with Miss Marvel too. It's just gonna if we don't get a, a cameo from Carol Danvers, then what was the why? It feels we like we will have to though. I mean, they're yeah. She's got another movie I coming so. out, and it seems like we might get something. Where you at, Brie? All right, so we've spoken for a few minutes about terrible. This shows. gets better. Let's talk about this. Once more, now that we've all this gets better. We all had a little sip. Yeah, everybody's sitting on this. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, you're enjoying it around the room. You like it. Pretty happy so far. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, I'm also positive on it. I do. Positive. I really like that fruitiness. Whatever that, that is. Yeah, yeah, that's really yeah. good, right? It is. Yeah, yeah it's distinct. Yep. And all right. So that's a lot of thumbs up around the room, which is great. Perfect. All right. So way to go. Lip service and uh, Dave Finney, way to go! Really yeah. knocking it out of the park. This will get um, me in the mood for some lip service. Yeah. Yeah. Let's. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We'll, let's go. talk about a. F- <laughs> let's talk about a few more disappointments. Yeah, all right. Yeah. 
Does that sound good? Or do you guys want to go back? Nah, let's get disappointed. To your lip service thing. Sir. It's probably better we not. Yeah. Oh. We've got the time. We can be disappointed. Let's get disappointed. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, Lightyear <laughs> has been kind of slumming it at the box did office. Did you see it? No, I did not. No, I did you see it? it? No. Okay, great. Did you say so, no, I did not, as in obviously I did not? Like kind of, your face kind of implied well, or looked like. I think it just came out, didn't it? Yeah. 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 Friday. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Maybe. You're right. I, did I, was, watch. I was saying it like I was shocked that you thought I would have seen it. I don't know. Did you go? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you asked me with a lot of conviction if I'd like, yo, you went and saw it. Like it was. No, nah, nah, I just, you know, you seen you see it. No. Shit? Um, neither of us have seen it. <laughs> no. You see, I just pepper it in there and then yeah. you both get in an argument and I just sit back and do nothing. That's great. Josh is feeling good. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I've not seen it. And, uh, you know, I don't think I'm going to go know. see it. <laughs> so I'm at a weird point in movie, like in the movie timeline of all, uh, things theater related, I guess I like, there's movies that I really want to see. And for whatever reason, I just can't make it to the theater. I don't know if you feel that way. I feel like when I was like, if I went back five years, I could make it to movies. I could figure it, I could get there. And now it's like I missed. I mi- I didn't go to Top Gun. No, I didn't, I didn't see Doctor Strange. Um, I'm gonna be out of town for Thor. Ooh. Uh, is there another one? Jurassic Park? I'm not or World? Whatever the hell that's called. Or that's disappointing too. Yeah, I'm not gonna go see that. Why? Like, what? What the? Fuck so is many going things on? I'm missing, and I'm not going to go see. So Lightyear is on that list of things, very, very far towards the bottom. It's. And correct me if I'm wrong. The reviews are good, but it's not. It's not being productive in the box office. I think the reviews are actually mediocre for Pixar. I think it's in like the mid seventies. Last I checked. Okay. Um, <coughs> which is kind of low. Seventy five. Seventy five. Mid seventies. Mm. Oh, right on. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So low. Uh, yeah. What's the audience score? Eighty five. Interesting. Hmm. Um, I oh, actually have a fanboys tangent about Rotten Tomatoes that we're going to talk about in one second, but I want to get your thoughts on something before we get off the light year topic. So because I have a theory that kids' movies at the theater have basically died. And as somebody who has, as somebody who has kids, right, you could speak to this better than anybody. Like, would your kids want to see a Pixar movie or a cartoon or whatever? Would they want to go to the theater to see that? I know back in the day, I feel like that was a big activity that families did was go see kids' movies. But I feel like with Disney plus and all the streaming services, I think people feel like they're already paying for all these things. They'd rather mm-hmm. just have their kids plop down and like tap into whatever existing library is already there. And within two months or three months, it'll be out on that service anyway. There's, there's, there's a couple dynamics here. First of all, children suck at the movies, right? They yeah, always, that seems like kids would suck. be the case, yes. They got to pee like four times. They want all the fucking snacks. And then like 35 minutes in their sleep. Yeah. There's no reason to take them to the movies. Yeah. Like we And it's not cheap. So, and it's not cheap. Yeah. You know, like I'm sitting here, you know, crying at the end of whatever animated movie is and they're snoring with drool on them. Yeah. Because they can't even they can't make it through. Yeah. Or or they've had a breakdown and we gotta leave early. You know what I mean? Like it's not So it's a hard pass it's, for you. Yeah, absolutely. Now like was I'm trying to think, like, did you feel that way? Prior to the whole COVID uh, thing, yeah. yeah. So I this is movies, just I thought we're just moving in that direction, regardless. Do not take kids to the movie theater. Like, so when we got into the streaming era, 
Disney Plus really like knocked it out of the park. Yeah. They're like, boom, boom, boom. Then we got whole catalogs. Like, I can just put this shit on and yep. it's just continuous. I can cook breakfast. And they're like entertained. Like, they don't have to, you know, like, oh, daddy, the next one. Oh, gotcha. Toy Story 1, 2, 3, 4. Boom. Mm-hmm. We're just going to keep going. Yeah. Where, you know, we go to the movies and let's just say it was a, a successful trip. Let's just say everything was aligned, right? It was great. And then the next day, my daughter says, I want to see that movie again. Yeah, you can't. You can't see it again. No. I just spent a hundred fucking bucks at the movies. I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. For and, then, year. and then that was a knockout of the park. And if we got to go back and this one, this trip fails, fuck that. Not yeah. So Pixar, <laughs> Pixar made a huge stink, and they have been for a while about Disney continuously rolling out their movies on the streaming service as opposed to putting them in theaters. And there was a big like, reportedly there was like a big internal like hurrah that like Lightyear was going to make it to theaters. And it seems like it has, A, not garnered the respect that they were looking for from critics, and then B, it also is kind of flopping financially. Basically, everything else is eating its lunch for the most part. And I think, I I applaud the ambition, Yeah. right? But as a parent, we're still in a COVID-y time. time. I don't want to take my kids to sit in a room with adults. But do you feel like that will ever change? No. No, not with streaming. I think kids' movies are dead. Put them on the streaming. Well, let me yeah. give you something else We'll make else a movie here. night. Yeah, looking, at ahead, the, looking at the schedule at the Cinemark up the street here, yep. um, there's no, aside from Lightyear, the Bob's Burgers movie. Which is not I wouldn't really say it's a kid's movie. Yeah. And they're playing the Angry Birds movie that was released six years ago. Six. Today is the schedule. Really? Uh, and I thought, okay, six maybe years ago. Yeah, the, the 2016, May 2016. And I thought, well, maybe it's just later in the day, you know. Yeah. So I went to Tomorrow, Elvis, Jurassic World, <laughs> Bob's Burgers, Doctor Strange, everything everywhere all at once. Hmm. So yeah. uh, maybe the theaters are seeing that also. And Make just theaters adults them again. not. Yeah. Make them for adults again. Put the bar in the theater. Right at, right at the fucking door. Gosh. Like I can just walk right out, <laughs> go to the bar, and then go right back to my seat or... Give me a waitress. I, you know, make them all fucking Cinebistros. Yeah. No kids allowed. Aside it. from the fact that Cinebistro shut down. It is? Yeah, it was Damn. failed. Fail, kind of a failed. Well, COVID happened. A whole bunch of shit happened. You know, shit yeah, down. that's true. That's true. I should, we but should bring it back. I was always a little rough. That I feel like the experience at Cinebistro was never super dialed in. It's a very tough thing to wrap like dining <laughs> and a theater experience at the same time. And trying to watch Dr. Especially because like. Was it that kind of food? Yeah, oh, yeah. never yeah. been. Oh, it was yeah, like yeah, fine yeah. dining. Yeah, yeah. The whole like premise was like fine dining at your seat. And you were supposed to arrive at the theater like 20 minutes or 30 oh, minutes yeah. before the movie started if you wanted to place an order. And the idea behind that was then they would make sure that you had the food before the movie started so that they're mm-hmm. not like delivering food while the movie's playing. But nobody would get there in ample time. Like no. they would all show up 10 minutes before and then they would order like the crab cake surf and turf. And then obviously that's coming out 25 minutes into the film. And then you have a bunch of like waiters and waitresses walking by you walking, while you're trying to watch Trying the movie. to find yeah. table, you know, E46 
and that person's not paying attention. They can't see anything. Nobody knows. And then the steak comes out, and it's not cooked right or whatever. And then you can't see your steak it's in the dark. It's a huge debacle. Yeah. It really was a huge debacle. I got to see what color my steak is when it comes out. I went, like, I liked, they had the best seats and the best screens and audio. Like, all of that was very, very good. As far as what was in this area, it was by far the best. My thing was, I would go, if I wanted to eat there, I would go, I would eat at the bar outside, and I would hang out at the bar and get a drink. I would do that. You're a regular. Then <laughs> I would go in right before the movie started, and then you're cheating. There. You're cheating. No, I'm not cheating. It was just a more effective <laughs> way of doing it. Also, to your point, like I like to see my food. It's yeah, kind of weird to be in the dark. dark. <laughs> like, I'm and then depending on the movie that you're seeing. I don't know. Sometimes it's weird. So I like to like sit with some light. Like I want to be able to see what I'm eating. I want to see my food. I want to have like silverware. If something happens, I want to just be able like to ask the person like, hey, whatever. Like it, the dining experience at Cine Bistro was just never, it just never worked out. The bar delivery thing was kind of nice where you could order drinks. And then they, that, now that, that seems that. more seamless. Yeah. yeah do they do but, that at the Cinemark? They do delliver, yes. Okay. I've really? never actually used it. Yeah, I haven't either. But me, I think they do it. I think there's like, the is there bar. a button on the seat or something? Um, How does it work? There is a way. I don't know. There's a way to do it. I want to say you can order from your phone. Interesting. Is, is he saying yeah, I can order from your phone? Yeah. Not me at the bar ordering a triple because I don't want to get up <laughs> doing the movie. But. You know, another thing that they were doing up there is if you were not in reserve at the Cinemark, they gave you a wristband and they marked that you had two drinks and then you were done. But if you had reserve, you there was no wristband uh, and it was a free for all. We got that's another start. weird thing. I don't know if it's just that one or if it's a Cinemark thing or oh, what. That's so stupid. Well, we know yeah. the, the teenagers. The, the restrictions are so absurd. Yes. Yep. They got to knock that shit off. Have you been to um, IPIC? No, but I've seen some stuff for it. It's big in like Tri-State. My yeah. friends in New York talk about it all the time. I've never been. Because yeah. isn't there one? There's one. It's in like Gaithersburg. Nearby. Yeah, Gaithersburg, yeah. Gaithersburg yeah. is probably our closest one. Yeah. No. What's the know. premise there? But I don't know. It's supposed to be, it's like, supposed to be like, a luxury movie. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, kind of like a sunstroke. Everyone that goes there. Like, there yeah, are good shit. ones. Yes, there are good ones. I went to one in Colorado. I can't remember the name of it, but I was Alamo there. Draft House is big. Yeah, and Alamo they do Draft food also, big. but I've never yep. been there either. Yep. So there are some out there that are successful and do it well. Not AMC. Failed. Uh yes. <laughs> yeah, most things around here are a little spotty. I mean, man, and I, I hate for experience. us to get down the theater rabbit theater, hole. Again. Theater rabbit hole. Uh, I know our listeners. God, we trash the theaters. We fucking trash fucking theaters. But they're necessary, right? And, you know, going out, it's entertainment. We wouldn't have a show if there wasn't for movies. But bring back the fucking drive-through and invest some money in it. But there you know is I mean? a drive-through. There is. And, and it I sucks. feel like it's not as successful. It sucks. Yeah, but so you want them to make, a, I'll make it, it better? How do you improve it? Yeah. I mean, you I make a better think one? you invest in better screens, I think you invest in better service. Like, if you want all of the things, like, all of these extra things that they want to give at movie theaters, but make it, like, a parking lot park, get some fucking food trucks out there. Like, get the pop-up bars, get vendors, make it a party, get the DJs, and then, and then boom, throw what? the movie on. <laughs> what? And then throw the movie on. Like, 
You know, <laughs> inter- like the, I'm sorry, you, you got really uh, threw you, me there when you introduced DJs yeah, into a movie theater experience. Yeah, you guys know I love a DJ. <laughs> this doesn't but seem I, like a movie. But theater before the before the movie. Get people going. Take you know the screen saying? down. Get a foam party. <laughs> get the smoke machine. <laughs> get the smoke machine. But, you know, it, it invite people to be outside and be in the experience. And then when the movie starts, you know, you can get the people going back and forth around the car. Do you need anything? Whatever, whatever. Invest in some fucking outside LED screens no. where the fucking, the, the screen is quality where you can see it. You don't no. want to be outside? No, how much? Then how much money you put into that screen? First of all, the, and then how the much theater. they cost? The cost that we're it, it, the costs that we're talking about right now are just astronomical. And movie theaters, I make don't gotta pay no it. So I don't money. care. You I know, do, but they make you no do have money. to pay it. <laughs> you, oh, you do. A, <clears throat> that's what, the what, point. What would if you were the owner and you had all this shit? What are you paying? You know, like they want to. You got if you're gonna have it outside. Have the outside experience, yeah, and then invest in. I get that a plush. I not get plush, that. but you know what I mean. The experience. So, I understand what you're saying. My pushback on this is that I think the drive-in thing is more about the experience and less in about the, less about the technology in the screen. So, because I don't think that there's feasibly a way to actually create a great visual experience with something in that in that environment, right? Because it has to be outside, it has to be in during the elements, there's no way to really cover it. You can't do an LED mm. screen that's that size. Like drive-in screens are big, right? And just because they have to be. So I feel like the experience, and, I, and if you look at Benji's, for example, this is the one that's in Maryland. It's the only <laughs> one I know, the only one I've ever been to. They yeah. do a lot of like older movies, they do like, double features they do so like you kind of go for the experience of it and if you're getting in and out of your car and getting food or doing that kind of stuff it's more like the movies on in the background you don't want to see like the latest marvel movie there because the experience is not going to be great you're listening through your car speakers most people's car speakers aren't that great how do you even tap into everyone's car speakers in a meaningful way that like takes advantage of their car speakers yeah, but then it's a radio station and yes. it's uh, nowhere awesome. near. Yeah, that, it's know. not going to be great. It's not it's great. Just, the experience from a visual and audit, like auditory perspective are just, by default, they're going to be degraded. So get, get the tech bros <laughs> on board. You could, here's Give the thing. Give me an app. You could. I got high quality audio. I can play from my phone. You could, in my but car. it would be too expensive. Sure. Yeah. What's wrong with just playing it through your car? Yo, I'm not watching uh, Dune. And then everybody's car is a little different. Yeah. And you have the radio on. How long does it stay in? It's yeah. a lot of I'm not, Your car has to meet a certain requirement. You're not watching. Oh, my car meets all <laughs> the requirements. <laughs> His car is, is the gold standard. If you want to go to the drive, then you go in Josh's car. Yeah. But. You're not watching Dune from the back of your friend's Yukon, bro. Drop. You ain't got to drop. They are playing the new Elvis film, though, this weekend. Tom Hanks looks horrible in that movie. All right. So (laughs) it's a a no and a yes for drive-in theaters. I think the experience is great. If you want to go do it, do it. But you're not going to go see. Even, okay. You're not going to go see Thor 4. I'm with you. I'm with you. Maybe I don't want to see a new release. 
But who wants to sit there behind their wheel and like watch a movie that they're in? That's what I'm saying. I don't want to, I don't think I do, I don't think I want to see a movie I'm invested in. There you go. But But that's their problem fundamentally. That's the issue because then you're relying on people that are coming to do repeat viewings exclusively or that are that want to watch Jaws. And that's fine. Yeah. But still, the experience sucks. It's a small experience. It's a small amount of people, though. Let me promote the drive-in theater. I I bet you anything that they would let you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think if you if you want to do that, Um, I'm sure Benji's would be down. And everybody wears roller skates. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Correct. And that's their problem. Yeah, they have a budget of like sixty-two dollars, so you got to work within (laughs) the confines of that. They have they have popcorn. But so look at well with vendors, they don't have to pay anything. The vendors come and they make their money and they go. Yeah, but couldn't the vendors make more money elsewhere? Because you're really limiting yourself to whomever shows up for you know. It's a captive audience, which is good and bad. Yeah. If they're there with their families going to watch the show, how many tacos you gonna right? Get the taco truck. You're not selling much. No. You're way better off pulling up outside of a sporting event or somewhere else that has a much higher volume of people, especially ones that are in transit all the time. Okay. Well like you're stuck with the same what, hundred people for four hours? How you can how many tacos can (laughs) you you eat? I could eat a lot of tacos. Dude, you're not gonna. God damn, I can't. All right, I can't do this. Dude, get your own driving theater and make it happen. Prove me wrong. That's what I'm here for. No, I'm just saying, like that experience could definitely be livened up. Benji's is not in prime location. It's not. No, it's not in the food not, truck I'm territory. Not, I'm not speaking it's about not Benji's. Sure. The experience I'm trying I, to create so is... So Courtney's saying he's not talking about Benji's, but he, he does want to get at least 50 acres. He yeah, does yeah. at least Do you know what that costs in a metropolitan area? I'm not paying for it. Oh, then, then we're good. Yeah. Then we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, he's right. Yeah. I can't have these conversations with you. <laughs> All right. Josh understands where I'm coming from. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Everyone, sh- 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 the Pop-Tart movie. I know nothing about Frosted. it. Frosted. Amy Schumer? The Pop-Tart movie. It's called Frosted? It's called Frosted. I like that. Yep. So I was actually way more excited initially when I saw that Amy Schumer was going to be a part of the Pop-Tart movie because I thought it was going to be like a movie of of pop tarts <laughs> like, like like the b movie like like animated yes. pop tarts yes. like pop tarts like somehow found themselves in a predicament yeah, and they got to the get out and they gotta get yeah out. exactly like their friends mm-hmm. are getting burned alive or something and they've got to save them. i don't know like what a pop tart suffer from <laughs> so that's what i thought and i was kind of like this is incredible like what a hilarious idea and I mean, it's why the only, not? It's the Let's next go. evolution of the next thing like they got to have. Is yeah, so uh, and then I saw some other names that were attached to it and I was like, oh my gosh, Jerry Seinfeld. And he's writing it. So what? I was like, yeah. So I was like, this is going to be amazing. I love Seinfeld. And as it turns out, it's about the people that made the Pop-Tart. So it's like biographical in a sense. So Aww. my excitement for it really... Plateaued I at that point. But let me give you movie. let me give you some of the names here, though. Yeah, let's go. Melissa McCarthy, yep. Jim Love Gaffigan, her. Amy Love Schumer, him. Hugh Grant, 
Yeah. Uh, James Marston, Jack McBrayer, okay. Thomas Lennon off Reno 911, uh, Bobby Moynihan, uh, Max Greenfield. Okay. So it's got a nice cast. Yeah. It's, yeah. Okay. I think that like, would have been funnier as an animated. Thank you. Right. If oh, Jerry absolutely. Seinfeld yeah, is going to write yeah, and yes. produce a film, I think you can get a lot of people to hop on just because yep. it's Jerry Seinfeld. But I would challenge him to rethink this script. Because didn't he do B-Movie? Also, mm -hmm. yes, yeah. he did. And it but was a success. what if we didn't animate it, though? What if we did prosthetics and we put Amy Schumer... As a Pop-Tart. In a Pop-Tart. In a Pop-Tart. <laughs> like, what if these characters... Like, this is, these are the type of creative films that I need now. I need, yeah. I'm, I'm um, with you, absolutely. You, what what I, was the one movie that just came out? Uh, the Shell? Uh... God, I can't remember the name of it. Give me something more than that. It's a tiny shell. It's Marcel in, the Shell yes, with shoes Marcel on. Yes, Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Yes. yes. So A24 did this, yes. and it's a real life, like, it's a live action film, and it's like a tiny shell that has feet and eyes, and it's like lives in the real world, and it's alive, and it talks to people, and it interacts with people, and it's a whole thing, right? It's kind of like um, Chip. Chippendale. It's like that, okay. right? Like it's a shell. It's like a real Marcel shell. the shell. It's living. Yes. On. That's it. And it is uh has very great reviews. Everyone's raving about it, but this is what I was thinking of for the Pop-Tart. I thought it was going to be Pop-Tarts. Like Yeah. I thought Yeah, I thought the Pop-Tarts like came alive realized they were like Pop-Tarts and got to like free the other Pop-Tarts and shit. I initially thought it was animated. I secretly hoped that it would be live action. And then it also turned out to be not what I thought it was in any way, shape or form. Now it's going to be the social network about Pop-Tarts. Pop yeah. Oh, and I got to apologize. It's unfrosted. unfrosted. The Pop-Tart story. Goddamn. Which are the worst Pop-Tarts. Those are the worst Pop-Tarts. Pop what, what is your Pop-Tart preference? Marshmallow. What? S'mores. You S'mores, mean. Yeah. yeah. I said marshmallow. <laughs> okay. S'mores. Um, that's not a Pop-Tart. That's, that's sugar. Yeah. I'm a... Marshmallow. <laughs> you know what's interesting? I The s'mores are my favorite when I'm like trying to like snack it up. But if I was like hitting the school bus, I wanted that <laughs> strawberry. strawberry. I wanted that, that strawberry. boy. Because yep. you can load... You can pack that in your bag mm -hmm. and forget about it and then be like... Oh. Yeah. The strawberry ones just had that morning freshness scent mm -hmm. about them. Like, it was delicious. Brown sugar Those were good. good. Those were good. Not as fun as strawberry s'mores, in my opinion. Yeah, I was, I was oh, yeah, gosh. These are a lot. That's like a new gener next generation flavor. Yeah. Uh, remember the wild berry? Yeah. Ooh. Still yeah. a thing. Yes. Too. Oh, of course. Um, of course. I actually will try to buy Pop-Tarts once in a while when I'm at the grocery store. And let me tell you, Emily shuts that shit down. Yep. What? Super hard, dude. I got I'm kids, so I'm not buying all the shit. Have. Buying all have you seen Pop Tart cereal? They're like little baby Pop Tarts. That's an old old school thing, though. And like they've been around cereal. for a long time, right? It was new to me. Did you get it? No. You gotta buy this shit. I, yeah, I have to buy myself and then keep it and then in hide a it. secret place in the in house. This, you got? I'm sure you got. No, I'm yeah. I can hide food, but then you know I'm hiding food in my own house. <laughs> it's my six hundred pound. I don't life. want that. <laughs> a few hiding pop dogs. You know what's hilarious? <laughs> On that topic, we will a secret relationship. <laughs> we the one like the one shitty food that I can get my wife to get behind is mac and cheese. Blue Box specifically, right? She's all in my on kids mac and love cheese. That shit. Loves Blue Box, right? The shapes are great. She'll do Velveeta. She'll do mac and cheese. We in get the little cups. 
The cups are good. Yeah. She will buy. She will go with me on those. You dress but it up. But the frustrating part, no. We're, you just straight out the course. No, you're not. You're not. You're. You're way off, dude. You got to just wait with me on this. <laughs> okay. So the, the frustrating the part is, theater. we'll buy it, but she won't eat it. She won't let me eat it. We've got to like. It will be like eight months. 12 months, year and a half. Like something weird will happen and it'll be like two o'clock in the morning and she'll be like, you want mac and cheese? And then like, again, I'm telling you another, two years will go by. So I have them in like, I have actually some interesting ones. I have the, have you had the Cheetos ones? No. Cheetos makes a mac and cheese now and I've got two boxes of that in my cupboard. I've probably had them in my cupboard for at least a year. I don't know what the expiration date is on them. I'm sure it's a far long way out, but it's like it's Da Vinci Code getting her to eat those things. I don't know what the what the solve is. Do but you enjoy it? Oh, I lo- they're it's delicious. Who doesn't so, like mac and cheese, man? Sneak it for yourself. Huh? I know I would. But <laughs> what is the mac it? and cheese? Kind of hits late at night. That's my preference for it. Oh, and she's around late. She knows. Yeah, she knows. See, it's I'm not the, like I'm cracking this in the middle of the day. I'm the same way with like dollar ramens. She likes ramen. She will do Delicious. that. Delicious. Same way with like the yeah. dollar cup of ramen. Yeah. All right. Jon Snow, spinoff in development. Uh, <coughs> seemingly a little bit of a direct continuation of, from what I've read. Now, who knows if any of this is accurate or not. But it I, seems like it's going to be a, just a continuation of Game of Thrones, but with just Jon Snow as the lead. I think really. this is their safety net if House of Dragons isn't good. They're like, if House of Dragons is whack, we still got this in the bag. Yeah. They have a lot of Game of Thrones content, I think, in <coughs> development. And so, I don't know. I mean, it could, yeah, I mean, maybe they're hoping, or maybe they're concerned that without the original cast, it won't have the impact that mm-hmm. the initial series It did. could be a hit. Like, I didn't know shit about, I didn't know what Game of Thrones was, and then I seen a White Walker, and I was like, yeah, I'm in this shit. So They should just make a show on the White Walkers. I, that yeah. was really the biggest disappointment of the show for me, if I'm being honest. Not to go all the way back to Game of Thrones. But our show, the demise of the White Walkers was really just... Anticlimactic. So pitiful. Yeah. I've never spent... I mean, that's probably not true, but I feel like I've never spent as much time building a character to just have it really wind up being nothing at the end. So maybe, like, there's more to it. Maybe they feel like they can salvage that storyline. I mean, obviously, John is north of the wall. There's got to be more weird shit going on up there. There has to be more White Walkers. You know what he's doing up there. They're all dead. He's building a (laughs) drive-in. Could be. He's got that big wall. He's got space. Shut his mic off. (laughs) Big wall. Wait, so if I'm I'm correct, the wall is down. The, not if they it's driving. Re, they got to rebuild it. No, it's not the fucking driving. It's got to be up. <laughs> they rebuilt. Are they rebuilding the wall? I don't think the wall in its entirety came down. I think just that one. Section. There's like a a crevasse, but yeah, not a mm. no, not a, a whole wall. That's not a driving. It's a drive through. That's right. Now you're now yeah exactly. Now you get it. Now we get a window. Now you get it. <laughs> Supersize it. <laughs> um. Gosh, I love remember Bishop. all, oh, there were so many fun theories. Remember like the ice dragon that was supposed to be in yeah, the wall? Yeah, man. Yeah, never mind. All right, moving on. I don't want to get into that. Um, Go watch our Game of Thrones special. Big Marvel saga. Next big Marvel, next big Marvel saga. Uh, any thoughts on this? We've already kind of talked about Marvel a little bit, so let's make this it's one It's going to be Secret Wars. That's the thing. That's what they're going towards. Incursions, multiverse. It's going to yeah. be Earth's. Like, Who's the big villain? 
there is not one. So not one. I'll give the quick kind of like lot. there's two there's two books that uh Secret Wars ties into. Mm. The first one is from 1984, and the Beyonders basically snatch up all the heroes and villains. Yeah, and it's like, yo, like I want y'all to fight against each other. It was like that's like where Spider Man got the first black suit, and uh, you don't seem very excited. No, it was very, very. Um, so you're not here for some 1980s. <laughs> but then in 2015, Jonathan Hickman re like get a, did a sequel. And that shit was popping, like super dope, super dope. And you know, Doctor Doom stole the power of the Beyonders and created Earth in his own image. He stole Sue Storm, Mister Fantastic's wife. He stole the family, and like, like brainwashed them to make them think like they Doctor were. Doctor Doom seems rad, though. Oh, he's you think fucking... he's? I feel like MCU's gonna have to lean into one They're, villain. They gotta get. It's there. gotta be Doctor yeah. Doom. Yeah. It's kind of hard. I don't feel like they can be ambiguous about these. They got to. You got to have. I, a I'm not going to say. I feel like right now we're just kind of coasting. We're coasting until they figure it out. And they're going to keep throwing things out there because they I feel like they had a definitive direction of where we're going. And like so much is changing with streaming and like, you know, like they got to have content. and There's so much stuff. And then like. But we're thinking the groundwork is laid, according to Kevin. Kevin's like, Kevin I says, know what we're doing. Y'all just don't know what I'm Kevin doing. Kevin says. And just sit tight. So I, and, and Kevin, we trust, as, as I say, because he hasn't disappointed us thus far. So we'll see. All right. Uh, Barbie movie. Thoughts on that? I hope it's nothing like Frosted. What's the movie? What's the name of it? Unfrosted. 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 The Pop-Tart story. Uh, Margot- the horror film of... Pop tarts burning alive. <laughs> that we want. Not my gumdrop buttons. <laughs> Did you see Amy Schumer just in the pot in the in the, in the toaster for too trying long? To get out. Can't get out. The person just set the timer for too the long. The corner of the pop tart is the hand, and they're like trying to flip over to get out the toaster. It's just incredibly violent. I would, yeah, I would. Just a bloodbath. It's a like the the poo movie. Yeah, the poo pretty much. Movie yeah, remake. exactly. Yeah. yeah, that'd be great. What the, it's called something crazy. What it's like. Honey, honey and murder or something like that. It's, it looks very he disturbing. He looks crazy. He's got like horn teeth. That's so, not a pig. <clears throat> Blood and honey. Blood, Blood and honey. And honey. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's going to be great. So no Watch big, it be great. No big thoughts on Barbie movie. Just the photos. That's all I've seen. They Margot look Robbie, Ryan Gosling. America S- Ferreira, Kate McKinnon. Simon Liu. Simon Liu, who was Chang-Chi. He's mm-hmm. in it. Um, I don't, I mean, I, I don't like, I don't have any expectation for movies anymore because I just saw Chippendale and it was fucking great. So I don't know what I'm going to get until I watch a movie anymore. Yeah. Which is good. On that topic. Okay. This is going full circle because you might not remember this, but if you do earlier in the show, I said, I wanted to talk about Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. yes. Yes. Go. So this is a tie-in to that statement that you just made. All right, great. So I've noticed something that Rotten Tomatoes is doing. I've got chills. All right, I love this. This is like the pinnacle of the show. When he starts pointing, brother, strap in. Buckle (laughs) buckle up. (laughs) Buckle up, guys. So I have noticed some, some, uh, some, 
some BS, some scheming, some scams on Rotten Tomatoes. And let me tell you how this plays out. You so, need the unsolved mystery music. Yes, I really do. <laughs> so Rotten Tomatoes or the movie, I don't know who's doing it. The production company, I don't know. But what they're doing is they are releasing a few reviews to reviewers that I think they know will give them high marks early on. So the Black Phone or whatever it's called, what's his face, the horror movie that's coming out on Friday, I think it's called The Black Phone. Black Face? Black Mask? No, no. that's racist. Black the Black Mask. Phone is The correct. Black Phone. Uh, okay. The Black Phone. Mm. With Ethan uh, Hawke. Ethan yes. Hawke and the yes. little yes. boy. Okay, yeah. yep, yep, yep. Yes. All right, so The Black Phone. The Black Face. This movie was done. <laughs> it's different. This movie was done a long time ago, pre-COVID, and they were very excited about it. Blumhouse, I think, did Blumhouse, the- Blumhouse, uh, which is yes. always got a- a good movie. Yep. Mm -hmm. So they were hyped. They've been hyping the shit out of this movie. They've been saying how goddamn good it is. And it's had 100% on Rotten Tomatoes for a very long time. Oh, you think conspiracy. For a very long time, it's at 100%. And it's been a handful of reviewers that were on there. I'm not really sure why they got such early access to it, but they did. And I thought, well, maybe it got finished before, you know, the whole COVID thing. Maybe a couple of people got to see it. Maybe it just, you know, maybe it is really awesome. They, they held out. They didn't release it during COVID. They didn't put it on any streaming services. They held out. So it must be awesome. Then I saw they started running trailers on TV for it, talking about their 100% rating that they had on Rotten Tomatoes. They were, again, hyping it up even more. 100%. When was this? This was, I, it's, I they are this. current. This is, they this are is on current. TV okay. now. Okay. All right. so, but the movie's not out, right? Correct. Comes out Friday. So they're TV running viewers. these ads claiming 100% for this horror movie, gassing it up. What happened? The embargo released this week. The rating dropped. Now it's sitting at a low 80s. But they're already running the ads telling everybody that it's got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Conspiracy theory checks out. Well, let me give you this. It was actually you think they're premiered. It was actually premiered in September of last year. At a festival. Okay, so people have seen it, so but people have why seen it. are only some of the reviews available, and why did it sit at 100% right. for so yeah. long? Yeah. It can't be 100% based And on, then the week yeah. of its release... Drops. The embargo for the reviews drops, and the truth comes out, but they've already run the ads claiming 100% on do you think they paid the review, the reviewers? I don't know. I'm not sure. Or but they they're filtering, they're filtering it. You think they're in bed with fucking Rotten Tomatoes? <clears throat> I don't know, but my Netflix true crime series is in development over the scandal, and I hope you all watch it's it when just, it comes out. It, it's just me following Taylor around. I'm drunk. He's he's investigating. <laughs> it's just me uh. following him around. <laughs> The camera yeah. works great. <laughs> and, there will, and there will be one or two reviews that say 100% until the day it comes out. Um, and I will run a lot of ads saying yeah. how amazing it is and that it has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. And it'll be like my mom and Josh. Um, <clears throat> and I will, I will fool all these idiots. All right. So uh, one thing that's kind of off topic but I thought was kind of fun and interesting was that Drake dropped a secret album this week or this past week, rather. Oh, yeah. Any thoughts? I saw you tweet about it a little bit. Okay. And I thought I had a I had an interesting Drake experience. Could be fun to close the, the show this. out on this. Yeah, we don't we don't talk about pop culture often. I had an interesting Drake experience. So Drake drops albums. He's very formulaic 
it's very pretty much the same type of album each time. He's got hardcore features, a Jay-Z feature. He sings like two tracks. He's got some R&B person he's done like. And then a 4 a.m. in whatever city and future on there twice. And then it's over. And Mm -hmm. that's the album. And you just kind of expect that each time. So I'm like, oh, shit. Like, we about to get some new Drake. And then um, I am, my kids go to bed early. My wife is upstairs chilling. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to clean up a little bit and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this Drake on. Sure. And As it was not what I expected. No. I was like, what the fuck is this? This is yeah. not what I want to hear right now. <laughs> so there were like a few songs on there I was fucking with. I was like, oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, all right, I'll, um, I'm, I'm a Drake fan. I'll say I'm a Drake fan. I'll revisit this. So I gave it like two days and like I was home during the day working and I put it on and I was like, oh, this is daytime music. This isn't, this isn't, it's, it's, it's house club, daytime beach, outside barbecue. Yes. It's not the traditional, it doesn't live in that same pocket. No. no you no, gotta, no. you gotta do something different to enjoy this. Very different. So I had to, I had to get there. Yep. And you know, that's, that's, that's normal when you expect that's little, little Wayne says he's coming out with an album and then it's a rock album. And then you're like, Oh, I remember that. Okay. What a time. But then you go back at, at a different point and you're like, oh, okay. So this was that. I had to go back at a different time. And like you, you can, it's, it's awesome to play in the background when you're like doing stuff, when you're doing stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not a, I'm going to get faded at night. No. And nah, that, that yeah. is, that's not it. Yeah. So yeah. Would you, would, what was your... Uh, uh, I did the same thing you did. I've listened to it a few times. <laughs> okay. And were you originally disappointed or you were like, so I was not, I was not disappointed. Um, I felt like the middle of the album for me when I first played through, I felt like the middle of the album hit for me. That's better. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed that out of the gate. Um, but obviously a very different record. Yeah. And not what I have come to expect. I am a big Drake fan. I uh, love a lot of Drake music specifically his older we, stuff yeah we which I thought that. it was a lot of fun did you see yeah. the merch that he came out with yeah I thought that, that was I very, thought that was that very was good. good it's good smart um good for him. so I feel like he <clears throat> is very like hip to the fact that like we would have he this knew. conversation yeah, about that record yeah um yeah I don't know it's tough I I always want older stuff because that's like it's the nostalgia in me mm-hmm. and like that's the stuff that like i connected with the most or whatever yeah, yeah, like yeah. it meant the most to me or I, I don't know it's so it's a weird dichotomy to be in but um yeah to your point i don't you know he's he's obviously he's at a lot of pool parties you know that's and that's what this this is pool that's party. his yeah that's his lifestyle yeah. now which i understand i mean i don't i don't understand but i get it <laughs> i get I it i get it We've you had those wait, moments in life. Seven sixty-seven. It's not so far gone. It's not sad music nah. in a hotel no more. It's you know he spends a lot of time. A lot at of time parties. doing cocaine. A lot of time with women. He's having stuff. a lot of fun. a lot of fun. Yeah, this is a very fun. Which is Vegas. what this record is. This right? is you are yes. in Vegas and you're playing this at ten a.m. Yeah, you've already. If had I was like poolside and yeah. I was 
very liquored up, I would be like, yes, every song on this Call hits. So yeah, you're, you're losing it. Yes. Um, but I, if I'm like sober and it's like, you know, 1130 at night and, um, you know, it's, like, it's off, Tuesday. <laughs> I turn this shit off. And yeah. I'm, yeah, trying to find And something. that's what happened. It was yeah, like exactly. a Tuesday. Yeah. I was washing dishes thinking yeah. I'm about to get some, some, some banging rap tunes and this was not it. Yeah. Uh, I will say this. I will say this. Uh, being from Baltimore, we're all from Baltimore here. It has a very much clubhouse influence, mm -hmm. which took me back to my paradox days. Uh, Baltimore club, yeah, that's uh, one of the yeah. descriptions. House and Baltimore yeah, club house, are the Baltimore influences club, listed. Yeah, uh, which when I re-listened to it, I was like, oh, yeah. If I was there, okay, then yeah, I see where he's going. Yeah, it's um, got a place. Which was funny because Beyonce also released like a kind of like a sneaky track, and it's kind of in the same in the same vein. So I think we're gonna get a, a resurgence of the house dance. Hers is more late '80s Whitney Houston, yeah, uh, dance, where you. his is more house club dance. Hers is more Studio Fifty Four. His is more Paradox. If All that, right. if, you know. If you if if you're from Baltimore, you get that reference. So it's perfect. Did you listen to Beyonce? I've not heard it yet. No, it's just one song. Mm -hmm. It's just a single. One song. Yeah. Uh, okay. And the next one. All right. I will say the thing that I like the like one piece about Drake that I love about him as an artist is that he will just drop records sometimes. I love that. That's like my favorite thing. I talk about this a lot with JW, but. There's so many bands that will announce an album and it's and like eight months out. out or it's super far away. And it's kind of like, don't do that. Don't, like, it's such a bummer. Like, I don't me. care that much. Like, just put the thing out. Just wait for it to be done. Put it out. Put a, we're all digital kids. That's why, like, so. I love it when he's just like, yeah, tonight, midnight, new yeah, record. it'll be like, out. Boom. I That means so much to me. I'm sure, I mean, he probably gets it to a certain extent because obviously that's what he's doing. But, um, you know. We live in a, a digital age and there's so much stuff that comes out. There's new music from maybe five people you listen to every Friday. It's true. And you got to kind of like cycle through, like listen to the playlist and figure it out. So it's easy to kind of get lost in that mix, right? So for him, I think it's like I got to stay overly consistent to just continuously drop things because I know all of the millennials and Gen Z have ADHD. So they'll, they'll come back if I just continuously drop shit. Yeah. Um, you know, of course the bangers stay, but I've already stopped listening to Certified Lover Boy because there's so much other stuff that's come out. Sure. But he, he really inserted himself back into the rotation. Uh, I really enjoy uh, Sticky. It was very much, mm -hmm. sounds feels like Baltimore Club. Yeah. And then I love the, he, he snuck in, the one track with 21 Savage, which was... This is what y'all wanted. So yeah, I'll, I'll give you this one. So those are the highlights for me. But the other stuff is, yeah, you play it at 10 a.m. when you're like you're like working and you're like, oh, okay, let me... Uh, all right, yeah. okay, all right. All right. Um, we'll roll through the watch list real quick. I think that kind of brings us to a close. So we really like the whiskey. Thumbs up on that. Everybody's still feeling good about it. I haven't watched it, goddamn. Um, I've not watched much this week. I got to be honest. 90 Day Fiance, Family Chantel, it's all in the same vein. 
Miss Marvel, we talked about that. Buried, <coughs> uh, which is a Showtime true crime documentary about. Oh, dude, yeah. Have you ever seen the? We go back to South Park a lot. Have you ever seen the South Park episode where they do the like where they're all uh, all the parents are super into true crime and it's like they they treat it like porn. I haven't. No. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they all consider it's like they they look at it like true crime porn and so like they like lock their doors at night when they're, and they're watching all, it so the kids can't. Yeah, see exactly. It. And then they're all just like. <laughs> Going to, going to town while they're watching <laughs> the true crime. The name of the episode is Informative Murder Porn. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I'm very much that type of person. I love a true crime documentary. I'm all in on it. So anyway, uh, yeah, Buried. It has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Not to, uh, you know, go back to that, but okay. it does. I mean, that's, uh, Two I, episodes in. It's pretty good so far. Yeah, I think that's how we rate stuff. Um, yeah, pretty good. Rotten Tomatoes. You had Miss Marvel. We talked about that. Did Kenobi that. finale. Did that. Talked about that. Uh, Night Sky on Amazon. Started that last night. J.K. Simmons and another lady. She's definitely a lady because she's like, I don't, I don't know, know what like, that was. Like, ugh, old. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> the word I'm looking for. Old. Very, good. Very uh, good. But, okay, so my observation, so a Night Sky is about this old couple Sissy Spacek is who you're going for. Sissy Spacek, yeah. <laughs> How dare you? She looks crazy old in this. <laughs> She's like 26. <laughs> <laughs> so it's got J.K. Simmons and Sissy Spacek, and they live on like 50 acres, and they have a drive-in. No, they don't have a drive-in. <laughs> they have a. They have that was a sh- good. <laughs> they have a shed, and in the shed, you open like the floor, and you walk down, and it's like a spaceship or some like teleportation tunnel that takes them to like, I don't know if it's the moon or Mars or something like that. And they have been doing this for like 40 years. They're like, all right, you want, this is their date night. Yeah. And they They just go, go to another planet. They go to another planet and it's literally like just an observation deck and they can see planets and stars and moons and, she absolutely loves it. In the first episode, he's like, yo, we've done this 856 times and nothing happens. And I feel like you're kind of obsessed with it. But, yeah. Yeah. It's, but wouldn't you be? I absolutely would be up that bitch every night. Yeah. <laughs> every fucking night. Yeah. But I don't know. In I'm the show, they kind, of, they kind of hint at them doing, so the process of them doing it it's not like a gateway. Okay. It's like they walk into, they open the door and they walk into this platform and they're kind of like, all right, you ready? And she's like, yeah, let's save the world or some weird thing she says. And they teleport. Oh, shit. And then they, they're, they're there, okay. right? So apparently this was there. This gateway was there for someone. Or Just s- in their shed. Something else. Or, it like, or he built the shed on top of it. He discovered the, the door. Damn, I got to check my shed. Right. Uh, and uh, and 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 so they do this and it hints at her, her health deteriorating uh-huh. over time. Yeah. And he's kind of like, I think it has something to do with the transportation of us teleporting back yeah, and forth. All that between. radiation. Oh, absolutely. It, oh, just that, coming at you full speed. Listen, <laughs> if the bats don't get you, the radiation will. <laughs> That's right. So. Um, the trailer hints at someone comes through the gate eventually. Uh, yeah. 
and she's like, we got to protect him. And he's like, fuck that. He's an alien. Okay. But he's he looks like a man. Yeah. Um, there's a nosy neighbor. Okay. He's like, a, he's like a like gen millennial, and he's kind of like, I want to know what the fuck. It's like the there. most boring but interesting. It's, it's the most boring shit, but super interesting concepts. Like just exactly what you said. Like it's all right. J- well, and J.K. Simmons is old and grumpy. Like you don't want shit to do with the neighbor. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. But my takeaway from it was. She is obviously deteriorating in her health and looks extremely old. And J.K. Simmons is like J. Jonah Jameson. Like, he's not mm. like, he may be in his early 70s. But she looks like she's in her early 80s. Okay. And they're making him move and act like he's an old man. And I'm like, I just seen you in Spider-Man. Like, you're not like, you know, you're not old, bro. Like, 67 and 72. J.K.'s younger. He, I, he looks extremely younger than her in the show. All right. So Night Sky, I'm doing that. Um, I am watching something else about animals. That's not the name of it. But it's this one's on Netflix, and I can't remember the name of it. But whatever. All right. You know I love a good animal show. That brings us pretty much to the end. Um, anything else? Any bad guys? We don't really do bad guys anymore. But We don't. What's the, Izzy, you got a bad guy for us? Hot takes. Hot quick. takes only. Let's go. They turned on him. They were real. They turned on him. I was one of them. And then when uh, Beyonce dropped that song, it was like old. They dropped the same night? No. No, Beyonce a week dropped. apart. Oh, okay. Yeah, Beyonce dropped like yesterday. All right, so Drake fans. Drake fans are the bad guys. As the villain. That's fine. I was one of them, and I get it. Okay. I definitely, if they took me to court, I'd plead guilty. Like, sorry. I was, yeah. Hmm. Shame on you. Things. Yeah, I don't know. I never <laughs> felt. Uh, let's you see. didn't feel no type of way. I really didn't. I feel like that's the name of a uh, Drake album that's um, gonna come. You don't feel no yeah, type this of way. Is, so this is a deviation from the villain topic, but I feel like Drake is an artist that puts out enough music and does enough stuff on a consistent basis that I feel like he has the allowance to do different shit like he can do weird stuff like he has the privilege to do a weird record or try something different or do something else like he put he's putting out music on a regular basis it's not like somebody that like disappears for 10 years and then comes back with some shit that you're like this is garbage he pulled a a childish gambino on us yeah personally i'm okay with it like you can do some different stuff it might not always hit for me in the right in the same way or and that's fine but that's fine like there's so much he your catalog's insane, and I'm sure you'll keep building it. He'll I, probably have another album in I six doubt, months. Yeah, I yeah. doubt that it'll sound like this one. So I'm not, I gave him a lot of leniency on it. Uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely a volatile fan base. I mean, I feel like they are really looking. I mean, the truth is, deep down, everybody <laughs> is looking for another take care. That's what people are here for. Oh, that's his, that's his magnum opus. Like, yeah. That was his... So, I think he knows that. Complete album all the way I through. I think he yeah. knows that, and I think that that's what, you know, I feel like every record he puts out is going to get held up against that probably at the end of the day, you know? I, it, but it, that's tough. Take Care is a, he peaked early maybe. I don't know. I mean, I would say that he's probably so continued. So far gone, not so far gone. What's he's the, continued to do great what's, stuff. What's the but, one with the baby head? Uh, oh, no. No, um, that was after. With thank the blue, me, thank the me blue. later. No. That's the one with 
Is it thinking later? Nothing was the same. Nothing, Nothing was, was the, the same. same. He had a good run. He's Tuscan Leather is great. That's on that record. Um, yeah, I got some good ones. On so there. far gone. Like I, it really like thank me later was the so far gone era. That was when that all happened. Like that, mm. his first couple of records. Like I don't, they were great. Yes, um, that one record is probably the My, one that came right after Take Care. Uh, so, if you're reading this, it's yeah, too late. No, 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 no. Nothing was the same. Nothing right was after the same. Take Care. Yeah, nothing was the same. Was was a great album. That was a good it one. really was. That still had a lot of flourishes from Take Care, and I feel yeah. like that, like that was That's more in keeping with what people wanted. Yes, Rapping. yeah, like, very good. He did, he did good there. Yeah. It's true. It is a great, it's great song. Yeah, it's probably true. Have you seen his hair? Yeah, he's. I mean, again, he's doing stuff different all the time. I don't think. Yeah, I don't yeah. think the hair is real. Maybe not. I don't. I think well, on that note, next week, <laughs> I think he's got like. If you didn't see me for three months and I had braids down the hair, you'd look at me funny, wouldn't you? Maybe. Hey, that's all I'm saying. That's all, all right. I'm saying. Well, that's it for this week. Like, share, subscribe, lip service, drive-ins. And if Drake's hair is real, let us know. <laughs>